Alright guys, we are here at All-Star Comic Con and we are here with a video game legend. If you guys ever seen King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters, you know this guy. One of the original arcade masters. This is Billy Mitchell. Billy, how you doing? I'm always good. That's why you're here, aren't you? That's why I'm here. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> Now, first of all, great job on um, King of Kong. I mean, it was like a pseudo-documentary, you know. I know they try to make you seem like the villain in it no, in some no. aspects. Remember in the movie, you only believe the bad stuff. The good stuff they edit in to make me look nice. <laughs> so never get confused. Right. Okay, okay. Well, how'd you get started in this whole um, video game, um, trying to achieve the, hop, the top scores, perfect scores for video games? How'd you ever get started? Well, as a kid, I was a hardcore pinball player. Okay. Hardcore. And video games came out. There was Space Invaders, there was Pac-Man, and I was like, wow, I don't like that. I'm really good at, I'm really good at pinball. Yeah. I dominate. Why do I want to go over there? If you, if you haven't noticed by looking at me, I don't really adapt to change so easily. No, it's a nice outfit. I tend to, American icon? I tend to continue my own thing. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't embrace the change from pinball being so dominant over to video games. But eventually, all the competition was on video games, so I had to make that move because I wanted that competition. And so, literally, looking at everybody standing around this big yellow cabinet called Pac-Man, yeah. there were too many people there, and I go, oh, wait, I can get to this one. I could get to Donkey Kong. So I started playing feverishly, passionately, because competitiveness was part of my nature. Right. And once I could beat everybody... In the arcade, I thought, wow, and I traveled to other arcades. Then I, wow, I traveled around the state. My family even went to the World's Fair, and every time the car stopped from state to state, I ran around to look at <laughs> scores on games. It's just something that grew within me until eventually I found Walter Day, and that led to the famous Life magazine photo, which yes. forever put me in the mindset of competitive gaming. And that, and that you were featured with um, Pac-Man in that um, one, right? The Life Magazine? No, that that one I was with Centipede. Centipede, okay. So it wasn't Donkey Kong yet. Right. Okay, so when did you um, really start getting hardcore into Donkey Kong? Well, I was hardcore then, but right. there was a, a little mix-up as to the score and to who should be at the Donkey Kong. So rather than me fight that battle of mix-ups, I simply said, well, I can set a world record here on Centipede right. and eliminate the mix-up, eliminate the competition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... And then you were the first person to achieve a perfect score on Pac-Man, correct? Correct. That right. was in 1999, and um, that's really what caused things to explode. That story, it was me versus a Canadian guy. Okay. And that's why you wore American flag tie, right? Yeah, because okay. he wore a cape. He called himself Captain Canada. Okay. It was on the 4th of July weekend. Uh, no bombs went off, no political <laughs> stuff. It was a soft-hearted weekend. Right. And the story of this iconic figure ran around the world on the AP wire, and I could not have, in my wildest day, dreamed that all that could happen, create that energy, create that explosion, which is said to be the rebirth of classic gaming. Yes. I'd like to believe that's true, because that would make me a proud moment, put it that way. But from there, the movie camera started following. One movie led to another, led to another, led to another. Uh, Barcade started popping up. Yes. Again, the resurgence because a game, much like a car, now it's 20 years old. There's a renewed interest. Um, it's a classic. Oh. Um, and again, now here at a Comic Con, 
which is really the same demographics as the people who like games. Yeah. The worlds are mer merging together. And I'm beginning to do as many Comic Cons as I do regular gaming conventions. That's awesome. And it's it's incredible. I agree. I think now, like in this decade, I think like the we used to call them nerds back in the day, but it's kind of people who are passionate about different fandoms. So you have people who are passionate about comic books or video games or whatever. The people that were just definitely passionate, and now that's like mainstream. And now you have like TV shows about dragons and and about zombies. And before, like back in the day, you know, it would be a small subset of the population, but now it's like mainstream. And so the same with classic video games. Yeah, I often laugh with people. I go, can you imagine 20 or 30 years ago believing that the number one show would be the Walking Dead. Right, about zombies, yeah. Right. Could you could you really believe that the number one cartoon would be Family Guy? Right, exactly. That's just beyond anything I can imagine. <laughs> I have a hard time understanding it now, so I surely could not understand it then. So people don't know, like how do you achieve a perfect score in Pac-Man and what's the um, what do you need to do to achieve a perfect score? Um, besides being me. Besides being you, being perfect. Yeah. You play a game, every dot, every energizer, every prize. All four blue men on wow. every Energizer when they turn blue, every board, 256 boards, never die once. Somewhere about four to five hours worth of gameplay. So if you miss one ghost, then that's not a perfect score. Right. That's um, crazy. Yeah. The gentleman who was there with me at the time, he basically did what I did. He did it in front of me, before me. He missed it by nine dots. Oh, God. <laughs> Good uh, for you, though. Yeah, and yeah. Um, was that the Canadian guy? Yeah. Okay. He's a good guy. I'll send him a message. I'll say, "Hey, happy holidays." You know, instead of putting dot dot dot, I'll put dot 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 dot. <laughs> I put nine dots. Right. Just sticking it to him. Oh. <laughs> After all these years, yeah. he's still rubbing in. Yeah, but he's a he's a good guy, and okay. he's a great player. He's good at other games too. So, yeah. um, just somebody <laughs> had to have the good fortune. And luckily, it was an American, an American Absolutely. icon. Absolutely. Okay. And um, we know from like. Watching King of Kong and Twin Galaxy and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. There's been some controversy, you know, no. recently. Yeah, shockingly enough. No. Are you, you familiar with any of it? I've heard about some of it here oh. and there. But can you yeah. talk about that and give you have any, like, your side? Facts or something you'd like to I want to hear facts from you. Well, the f the fact is, back then I played, I played in front of people, at live events. Right. I played in front of witnesses, many times media. So when this came up, what I did was. I play at a live event, again, this time streaming on the internet on Twitch, which is something yeah. new. There's witnesses, sometimes there's media. I do the scores all over again, and once again, I'm sticking it to them if they don't like it. <laughs> and if they don't like it, they don't like it. Um, some people have kind or consoling words and words of regret that they send to me for being caught up in the silliness. Some people don't, they stand by what they do. And uh, either way, it's fine. We're not going to stop having fun for anybody. But were your high scores achieved on a MAME cabinet or were the, the actual well, arcade Well, there is no cabinet? such thing as a MAME cabinet. Or a MAME. There's never been a Donkey Kong that you could plug a MAME board into. It's not? Okay. Right. So it was a real Donkey Kong. Okay. Um, remember, Nintendo disagrees with what they say. Oh, really? Okay. So does Namco. Yeah. Wow. So do others. But it was easiest for me, rather than play with the controversy, was just to repeat what they said I wasn't able to do. Okay, right. And then when I did that, I don't want to say that I laugh at them because <laughs> that would be too much like right. me. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So why do you think they targeted you? Because I mean, they obviously know you're like, you've been doing this stuff for like 40 years now, mm -hmm. you know, breaking, breaking high scores. Why do you think now they're acting, or they're calling to question your, um, your skills? Well, first of all, who else's skills would they call into question? Right. First of all, they have targeted a lot of guys. Okay. A lot. Um, a guy named Jeff from all the way back in the 80s, um, a great player on pole position too. They took his score down. That's absurd. They're talking about taking a score down of a guy named Mike. Um, Mike played in front of a whole room full of people. What were we all watching? Right. When I played before, what were all those people watching? Um, you were the first person to ever get a million, a million um, points on Donkey Kong, right? Absolutely. To break that score. Okay. But yeah. now, but now they don't recognize it at Twin Galaxies, right? Right. Okay. But Twin Galaxies has a lot of problems, yeah. and the Twin Galaxies that we've known all these years. Um, First of all, they're under heavy investigation okay. and scrutiny. We'll see what happens there. And um, at one point under Walter Day, they were the only authority. Now, there's not. So is Walter not involved in anymore? No, he's not. Okay. Um, so this happened after he was already gone from... Okay. Yes. Okay. And Walter or his colleagues were there at each one of these scores. We're talking about not just mine, but other players as well. Okay. Again, what were all these people watching? But it's like anything else, people who are unhappy, people who are unsatisfied, they never target people below them. Right, yeah. They only target those ahead of them. Right. And then I just find it astounding that rather than embracing the fun, enjoying it, yeah. there are certain people who choose to be negative. I can't help those people. Because you put video games on the map, breaking the high scores and stuff, so like, I'm trying to wonder, like, why would they try to tear you down after you're the one who actually built them up? I mean, people watch King of Kong for you, not really Steve Wiebe, I don't think. Ooh. They watch it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Steve's a, he's a talented guy, he's a skilled guy, but you're right, I was there from the beginning. Right. And, um, you know, we had a lot of fun together and uh, in filming, but you're correct in the fact that, but the accomplished players, the players, as we say, from back in the day, right. those are not the players that are involved in any controversy. Because just as they saw what I did, I saw what they did. Um, it's normally somebody from the outside who doesn't know what they're saying, what they're talking right. about. For example, um, if you, you could ask any one of them, well, as far as this witness who witnessed the score, did you speak to them? And they go, huh? And I'll say, did you know there were witnesses? Do you know any of the names of the witnesses? Right. Um, gee, do you know that Walter Day was there at this particular score? Or the subsequent owner was here at this particular score? You sure you want to question it? It just sort of becomes silly after a while, and it looks foolish. Well, but the only thing I can do is play, continue to achieve, and achieve exactly what they said I didn't achieve because they said I couldn't. Well, when I do achieve it, I don't really know what they have to say. But do you regret now being part of um, King of Kong? Because now it's like there's a lot of um, focus on Donkey Kong and the high score, and you have all kind of people coming out of the woodwork trying to beat that score now, whereas before it was like a small group of people who were doing it from the beginning. No, I don't regret anything that I did at all. Okay. Uh, zero. The truth is, the crybabies, as we call them, yeah. they've always existed. The original crybaby, who I won't tell you his name, <laughs> he goes all the way back to 1985. Okay. Why you? Why not me? Wah, wah, wah. There's always and, people like that. Right. And not just me. He's had a problem with anybody whose name had the good fortune, whose name got in the spotlight. When you're willing to do the work, there's always someone who wants to take it from you. 
no matter how much money you make, yeah. there's somebody who wants to tax it and take it from you. Right, exactly, yeah. I can't help those people. There's always haters. Yeah, I can't help yeah. those people. All I can do is do what I do best and have fun at it. Would you return to Fun Spot and compete there again? Oh, I've been back to Fun yeah, Spot. Okay. Yeah. I was there probably about three years ago. Oh, I was is there about awesome? a month and a half ago. Right. Just being there makes you feel like you're back in the 80s. It's all these classic arcade machines. It's it feels like... It's like... It's like anybody from our era. Yeah. It's like your most favorite place in the world. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, like, it's more than Disney is to a kid. It's like, it's like just going back in time. It's like Absolutely. back to the future. And when you think about what the Lawton family put together yeah. there... And when I say the Lawton family, I mean exactly that. The Lawton family, but those who are close to it as well, like, you know, Gary and yeah. Tina and others, I sort of sit there and I can't express to them enough what it was they put together and the gift that they handed to people. As I said to them when I last visited, what I did was great. It was good fortune. Yes, it was hard work. Yes, it was skill. But they provided the platform right. for the launch of all of this. Therefore, they're entitled to that credit, that recognition, and that appreciation. They truly are. That's in New Hampshire, but also there's something going on down in Florida that you're involved with. Uh, we got right here, we got Ricky's Hot Sauce, which you um, are in charge of. Can you tell us about Ricky's Hot Sauce and Ricky's uh, restaurant? Well, the fact of the matter is the restaurant is the entire family. The hot sauce is me alone. I tell people the only boss I have is my wife. <laughs> but um, it's really what I do that really makes money. Okay. This is fun. This does generate some, but not like you need to raise a family. So that's my true passion, day in and day out. And uh, what I learned from video games, that competitive desire to be the best, that's what's actually forged me to the good fortune and position I've had in the business world. It's that same characteristic. And yes, I absolutely accredit it to video games. When I was in Japan in front of Masaya Nakamoto, the godfather of video games, oh, yeah. yes. I, I told him exactly that. I said that what I have today and what I've achieved, I says it's because of what it is you gave to the world. It's amazing. That carved that into my personality. And I, I did. I, it was a real personal moment that I shared with him. And, how's uh, and he deserved every awesome. minute of it. And how's your hot sauce different than other hot sauces on the market? Well, um, I couldn't beat people on price. Yeah. Um, there's always somebody who's going to outprice you. So I had to look at the industry leader. I had to look at the level of quality they had, which was good. And I simply had to go a step higher. Okay. That's all there is to it. Where can, we, where, can, where can we find all this hot sauce? I see you have like a lot of um, King of Kong you have on here. You have um, the traditional Ricky's hot sauce. Like, Where can we find this? Oh, you can find it here at shows like this. And I, uh, people always say, will you ship me some? No. <laughs> they go, I'll pay for it. No. Why? Because I don't like to charge my friends. Okay. So what I do is I create what you see here. Yes. Whether it's sauce posters, mouth pads, whatever. And that money that I create goes towards whatever project we're working on, whether it's trading cards or what. So I create it, I donate it to the show, and then it generates dollars. Awesome. So then I can say, I'm not charging my friends. I'm making a donation, and they're buying or taking it as a donation. Right. That's what I say. Well, guys, I had this hot sauce down at Ricky's restaurant when I was in Florida with my mother, and we both loved the wings. We thought it was amazing, um, amazing hot sauce. So um, if you're ever down in Florida, what's the address of that place? Well, it's on Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood. That awesome. easy. Well, check it out, guys. 
and this is Billy Mitchell, King of Kong, the true King of Kong, the true King of Pac-Man, the, the true King of so many different video games. Thank you, Billy. You're always welcome. <laughs> and can you let people know who you are and say you're listening to Below the Belt Show? Ready? Cut, take, you ready? Ready. This is Billy Mitchell, video game player of the century, and you're listening to Below the Belt. Awesome, Billy. Thank you so much. I might have done that once or twice. <laughs>